This is the Getting Divorced Without Losing Your Mind podcast, where divorce coach Corey Shapiro helps you get creative and not reactive in your divorce. Tune in now and get the support you need to make it through this difficult time. Here's Corey Shapiro. Welcome, it's Corey Shapiro, your friendly divorce coach, helping you get divorced without losing your mind. It's true. You can't get a divorce without losing your mind. And I'm here to help you discover how to do that. Our quote is from none other than former President Abraham Lincoln. He says, people are about as happy as they make up their minds to be. I think what Abraham Lincoln is trying to say here is happiness is a choice. I've seen clients, for example, who have more money than I would ever think I would have, who are unhappy, unhappy, and they're scared and nervous. I have people who have what I think is so little money that would cause me anxiety. They are secure and comfortable. So happiness is a choice. It's not necessarily based on your circumstance. We see this with people who win the lottery and are still miserable years later. All right. In this episode, we're going to answer a question about how to deal with what feels like a never-ending divorce. But before I answer that question, in divorce news, I heard about this heartbreaking story from New Mexico. It's between a former same-sex couple, Carrie Pueblo, Rachel Haas. They chose to create a family. They had a child. Rachel was the biological mom. But they put Carrie's name on the birth certificate in the place for fathers. And when their relationship ended, and I don't know all the facts, I'm just gleaming this from the articles I read. It seems Rachel denied Carrie all contact with the child that she has raised since birth. But when Carrie went to court to try to enforce her rights, you know, if you are denied parenting time, you go to court and the court's going to order parenting time, visitation. The court denied Carrie's petition. They said she didn't have any standing because she's not a biological parent. She's not the mother. She's not the father. What is she? Well, that case is slowly moving up the, Mich the Michigan court system, and it's on appeal. And when people get into this system and they see how the law hasn't caught up to reality, the reality of what it means to be a parent, right? It's just heartbreaking. For example, we all saw what it meant to be a spouse. Is it just a woman and a man? No, but it took people to go all the way up to the Supreme Court, not of the state, but of the, gov of the United States to get that right. And I think that's what's going to happen here. And before these states catch up, or if you're in one of these backward states that have old laws like New Mexico did, I don't know if it still does, then you need to really talk to a lawyer, make sure you're enforcing your rights. And here, I think the solution, I'm not an adoption attorney, but it seems like Carrie should have adopted that child. So she would have been a parent. In the eyes of the law, I think she was a parent, an equitable parent, 
And if I was that judge, what I am confused about, that just, that just set the stage. You go to court, you're filing a petition. You say, I just want to have visitation with my child. And then the other side says, it's not their child, judge. And, you, and the judge is like, what do you mean it's not your child? Well, I raised this child since birth. Well, I'm on the birth certificate. Yeah, but you're not the man. You don't have any biological connection to this child. And I'll be like, judge, that's limited a limited backwards definition of parenting. We're here to promote the best interest of the child. And if the best interest of the child is having a parental figure who's loving, kind, there's no allegations that I'm not, to have a relationship with this child while his case slowly moves up the court system, then I'm asking you for the best interest of this child to order parenting time. Because if we don't, What's going to happen is this course is going to proceed in the appeals. It might go all the way up. And then 10 years later, we'll get a decision. This child's going to be too old. And we come back to you with an order, maybe from the Supreme Court, that says, okay, fine, I can have my rights. But now you're going to say, yeah, but you really weren't a part of this child for the past decade. So get out of my courtroom. That's what's going to happen, Judge. And that's an injustice. So unless there's an argument that I'm anything other than the loving parent I've always been, please, Order temporary parenting time. Now, I'm not sure if those arguments were made. I'm not sure what type of judge there was. But these are heartbreaking emotional issues. And these are the things you don't want to leave to chance. So please, you're in this situation. Get an adoption. All right. It's time for question of the week. To submit a question to me, please go to question.gettingdivorce.org. And maybe I'll answer your question on a future episode of the Getting Divorced Without Losing Your Mind podcast. This week's question comes from Bill. Bill asks, I've been going through this process for about six months. When will my divorce ever end? Well, Bill, the first time I can see how six months feels like a long time. I mean, I'm assuming you have a lawyer You spent more money you wanted to on the lawyer. You invested more time. You probably had some settlement exchanges. And you're just, why can't we just get over with this? Why can't we move on? And sometimes what happens is people take these stronger positions. I call it position polarization. And it really blocks things. And you reach a stalemate. And you need a decider. Or someone has to shift. And that's the limbo you're in. But here's another perspective, Bill. Six months, not that long in a difficult divorce. Not that long at all. To me, that reminds me of before I had my learner's permit. When I wanted to drive when I was 15 years old. I had to wait a year till 16 to get that learner's permit. That year felt forever right? Forever. But looking back on that, it was like this. You know, to me, six months in a divorce is just getting started. Courts, when they adjourn conferences, when they reschedule conferences, we come back here three months. No big deal. So I don't know where you are, but if you already are bothered by six months, that's a lot for you. And either you have to make some changes in your position or the other party does. And this is the reason why I'm such a believer of a no-court approach, if possible, 
to get people who are trained in the collaborative method or get a decider. You don't need a judge. You know, you don't need this elected official. Sometimes you get amazing judges. Sometimes you don't. You just need an experienced person, usually an attorney, who can make a decision like an arbitrator and put this decision to them. I'm not sure if that's allowed in your jurisdiction or not. I'm not sure if that's an issue, but that are things to think about. We're trying to be creative here. Okay, so I hope that helps you, Bill, uh, give you a little different perspective about what you're facing. All right, we're up to positive perspective. Hey, divorce is sometimes tough, but you don't have to go through it alone. You have this podcast as support, and you're starting to think creatively about your divorce. You're thinking about goals you want to achieve long-term. You're not focusing only on the short-term. You're not trying to win short-term battles, right? You're thinking about your, the long-term. You might be leaving money on the table, like Bill might have to, if time is so important to you. And since goals are so it's vital to think about all these goals before we get into the process— Next week's episodes, we're going to talk a little bit more about goals, okay? Because what it reminds me of is that story I heard from Abraham Lincoln, since he gave us the quote this week, who said, I believe, if he had an hour to cut down a tree, he would spend 90% of the time sharpening his saw before doing the heavy lifting of actually— or cutting it down or sharpening his ax. So that's what we have to do here. All right, it's time to wrap up from New York City. I'm so glad you're taking a creative and proactive approach to your divorce. Keep up the good work. And remember to stay focused on yourself and the things that you can control. You can do this. Wishing you all the best. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Getting Divorced Without Losing Your Mind podcast with divorce coach Corey Shapiro. Divorce can be a difficult and overwhelming process, but it doesn't have to be. Corey's book is here to help you gain clarity, composure, and a strategic mindset. Get it now as an ebook on Amazon or an audiobook on Audible and unlock the power of these resources to make more informed decisions and gain a better understanding of the process. This podcast offers general information only. It cannot replace legal advice. If you need tailored advice, contact an attorney licensed to practice in your area. Thank you.